Okay, everybody, welcome back. Another week, another episode of the Figure It Out podcast with me, Chandler Collins. Um, feels weird doing one episode a week uh, the past couple of weeks. Been uh, busy with the holiday season. Uh, the regulars on this show, crazy schedules, myself included. So it's just been easier to try to get a football podcast out to you guys um, every week, and, and we've done so. Got a big pickup from Blaine and Lucas, like we talked about last week. Um, uh, they picked me up when I couldn't be there, so it was a big – we've had a football podcast every week so far this holiday season. Coming to you with another one tonight. No Blaine tonight. We got our boy Lucas on the podcast, though. Lucas Gant, what's up, brother? You back home? Yep, just uh, sitting in the Pops' office right now in West Plains mode, doing some Howe County stuff. You know how it is. Yeah, love that. That office looks nice. That bookshelf looks elite behind me right now. Dude, he has an unbelievable office. It's sweet. I'm sitting in a cat chair right now. Oh, okay. For the people that are just listening, that is a nice chair. Um, Lucas, you're in the off season right now. You really doing much? Uh, I know you've been home for the holidays and stuff, but like, when do you get started back up and, and when do you get busy again? Uh, the first thing like that I have on the docket in the new in 2022 is we have a big batch of recruits coming in the 14th of January, 14th, 15th. So the weekend before school starts. Yeah. So it's, and then yeah, is that like the big one before signing day? Because it's signing day is coming down to like a month, even though uh, we had the early signing period. Um, are the Bears because like Simo? huge early signing period for them i doubt that they have a very big february signing period bears same boat different boat we'll see like i you'll by by that time like i feel like you could pick up numbers because like you we kind of got a few guys that like left that you didn't yep. really you count into that early signing period number so we've got a few more spots that opened up so we've got the 14th and 15th and then two weekends after that back to back we've got big recruiting weekends with people coming in Okay. So we're at what straight weekends of just recruiting, 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 coming in. Trying. Nice. Wait, say that again. Yeah. You cut out for a second. Sorry. Sorry. No, we. I, I said we. The next. So when I said that 14th and 15th, the next two weekends after that, we're also bringing in a bunch of guys. Okay. So we've got. Bill. Nice. So it, it's uh, enjoying this time off. Enjoying this time off, and then it'll start ramping up. Um, yep. Here come the beginning of the new year, huh? Yeah. Yep, yep. Just well, I mean, I'm not really taking my time off. I'm out here working on the farm, but you know. Yeah, yeah. I've been we've been seeing some snaps, like yeah. some good, honest work out there in the old Howell County. I love it. Well, uh, let's jump into this episode. So we don't have much college football to go over, but uh, since I've got you on tonight, we're gonna go over the playoff before we hop into the NFL. Let's just get our last uh, thoughts on the college football semifinals. And then we will do a prediction of who we think is going to be in the final. Um, let's start with the worst of the two games, uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide versus the Cincinnati Bearcats. Cincinnati, what a season for them. Um, I have a feeling, though, Lucas, I know what you're going to say. It kind of seems like it's going to come to an end um, uh, in the in the semifinal. I just, I just think that um, – Lucas, I think Bama is just going to be too much. Tell me that I am. Uh, tell me I'm wrong. I'd love to sit here and tell you you're wrong that since he's going to come and bring like a style of play that they haven't seen before. But I mean, they've seen it all before, and Nick Saban's not going to lose to like the Cincinnati team. Yeah, there's just, just it's a different level. Like you saw it against Georgia. Like when he when he gets his guys like going, there's no stopping them. Yeah. There really isn't. And when you give Saban, not even getting his guys going, you give Saban a month to just watch Cincinnati. I mean, it's just going to be honestly impossible uh, to, to get anything past them. I don't know how Cincinnati is going to game plan um, <laughs> Bama's offense. I think that Bama's offense uh, has the fewest turnovers committed in the FBS while Cincinnati's defense has the most forced. So one of those is going to break. I tend to lean with the offense. A lot of the time turnovers are a lot are, are luck. Uh, ball bounces one way or the other and you get it. 
But if Cincinnati can force some turnovers, maybe they have a chance. Alabama's receiver out. Mechie's out, correct? Yeah, but, I mean, he's not their best one. So, like, Jameson Williams, like, is in, and that's all you need. Yeah, that's true. Um, like, he's an absolute game-breaker. Yeah, he is. And he has ridiculous speed. I think – I don't know if we talked about this on air, if we talked about it off air, but that over-the-middle touchdown he had that was supposed to be about a 15-yard gain in the SEC championship game turned into, like, a 70-yard touchdown. Yeah, it was, it was like – First play, it was yeah, because they were at the twenty-five, and it was just like a little ten-yard like crossing route, and you're just like, okay, ten yards across the middle, nope, seventy-five-yard touchdown. Yeah, their speed is different, and I don't. I would have to imagine Cincinnati has not seen speed like Bama's going to have, even with the Notre game, Notre Dame game uh, included in that. Their speed is not the same as Bama's. I think yeah, it's, a, it's, it's a big well, problem for Cincinnati. Like, yeah, they're a good football team. Like, they're really good, obviously. But, like, they don't have those, like, special, special talents that yeah. Alabama has. Right. Like, there, at a certain point when you come to a certain game, but your good football team is not going to be enough. Like, if you just don't have dudes that can, like, go one-on-one against somebody. Like, yeah, exactly. they don't left tackle or right tackle. They can stop their that defensive end. Like, they just no. don't have it. So, like, no. when you have to, like, like then the rest of the team is just going to pick it up. So it's just, they're just in a, they're not in a good situation against Bama. No. Now let's talk numbers, Lucas. Um, Now we both agree that Bama is going to win the game, but do you like Cincinnati plus 13 and a half? Can you see a world in which Cincinnati stays within two touchdowns? If the only way I could see it is, is if Alabama just does come out flat, then let's say since he gets like a, a, a early like touchdown or like 10 point lead, they're going to just, they're going to try to play, just milk the clock, milk the clock, milk the clock. And it could stay low. So I could, if this was like 14 and a half and you gave me like two touchdowns, mm-hmm. I could, I could maybe get behind betting that I probably wouldn't, but if you gave me like 14 and a half and you gave me two touchdowns and Alabama comes out flat, Cincinnati could easily keep this, to two tutties. So I kind of set you up there and all a uh, podcaster's trick, like a podcaster's trick here. I kind of set you up because I hate that number. I will. I'm, if I was betting this, I'm taking Bama minus 13 and a half. Look, I think you made a great point, Lucas. Um, Cincinnati's defense, I think is going to be able to match up a little bit, maybe with Bama's offense, but Cincinnati's offense, there's no way they can stop Bama's defense. Um, the defensive end, what's his name? I can never remember it, dude. I can never – something junior. Like, it pisses me off. It's Will Will something junior, and I cannot ever think of it. I The last time I tried talking about him, I forgot it, and it just makes no sense why I can't remember it. I'll look it up, but, I mean – Yeah, I looked that up, but I, I, I don't think that Cincinnati's skill guys on offense are good enough to go up against Alabama's secondary – I think it causes a lot of matchup problems. The only way I can see Cincinnati covering is if they got a touchdown late. Bama um, takes the pedal off or, you know, takes their foot off the gas or whatever. But I'm going to take Bama minus 13 and a half here and live with it. It's the well, Cotton Bowl. I think, I think Bama, I think it's a pro Bama crowd too, Lucas. You know, they're going to travel to Dallas. Why not? They travel everywhere. And it's, yeah, it's Dallas. Who wouldn't want to go to Dallas? Yeah, exactly. Oh, wait, Lucas, you're going to be there during this game, aren't you? Um, um, I'll be in fourth, yeah, so I'll be close. Is this? Yeah. Is it on? It's on the first, right? It's on. No, no, Eve. it's on New Year's Eve. It's on, the, so it's on the 31st. Yeah. You'll be there. That'll be sweet. I'm sure you'll see a lot of uh, Bama and Cincinnati fans. That'll be fun. Um, let's go to the next game, Michigan versus Georgia this will be the game of the playoff in my opinion I think these two styles these two teams have very familiar similar styles Um, I think they both want to line up and hit you in the mouth um, on both sides of the ball and I really wouldn't say that finesse is either of these two teams' game Um, Georgia on offense definitely wants to run the ball they didn't look very dynamic against um, Alabama I've heard on some other podcasts that potentially Stetson Bennett not starting and they're going to go to JT Daniels um, kind of makes sense. A little bit more of a dual threat, better arm, um, more elusive because Michigan is going to be coming after 
uh, Georgia's quarterback, whoever it is, with two, honestly, all-American defensive ends and Aiden Hutchinson, who was second in the Heisman running, and David Ojogbo, I believe, um, number 55. They are animals, and one causes pressure, and it seems like the other one gets the sack. Um, I think Georgia's going to have to control this game on the ground if they want to win. Um, and I think that's Michigan's defense strength to stop in the run. I think it's going to be a great game. I kind of I, – I, I think the college football world wants Michigan here. Lucas, what do you think? I think so, too. I think somebody just wants – like, everybody is anti-SEC, which is because it's just SEC has all the success. SEC, what, Owen oh, – are they 0-4 in bowl games now? Did Mississippi State win last night? They did not win. I think they actually got kind of killed. 0-4. 0-4 in bowl games. Like, yeah. so – Everybody hops on that train every year, like anti-SEC. So I feel like, yeah, you're right. Public's probably like, screw the SEC, screw Georgia. And just wants like somebody else in there. So I could see what you're saying from the public eye. But you're saying about Alabama. Michigan, I think, is if, if Alabama's one, Michigan's two and turning the ball over. They just don't do it. Right. Like, they just don't do it. And they just yeah. when you can run the ball, play unbelievable defense, and not turn the ball over. I mean, what? But that's that's the prototype to win. But do you think that Michigan can run the ball on Georgia? Because that's Georgia's strength as well. And I don't know that Michigan. I know they can run the ball well, but can they do it against this Georgia defense? I mean, this Georgia defense. People are forgetting they had one bad game against Bama. I mean, come on, they have been dominant all year, and they're going to be pissed. They're going to be ready to go, Lucas. Well, they're, what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to, like, just abandon probably, like, the, the McNamara guy and put the running quarterback in and then just let him go. Like, run the read up, run RPOs, like, give them stuff to defend. Like, not just get up there, run six offensive linemen, two tight ends, and a running back and go there and just try to go smash mouth. But you're going to have to get creative with it and put, the, put somebody on an island. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. run the RPO. Give them like a little slant to the, like the short side of the field, make a defensive end, make a decision. Like that's the only way I can see them being successful. And the, the way they do that, they're going to have to put the running quarterback in and just let it happen, see what goes. But how are you going to run the RPOs with the running quarterback if he can't throw it very well? I think, you know what? I think this game, Lucas, comes down to McNamara, Cade McNamara. If he can get Michigan on a roll, uh, I think Georgia could be um, in a bit of trouble. Um, but I'm having a tough time not leaning Bulldogs here. Um, Lucas, your pick to win this game? I, 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 Michigan, I think, is going to win the game, and you're getting plus seven and a half. So, like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to – I wouldn't – I usually would do a money line because I think they're going to win, but there's no point if you're getting a full seven and a half. You're getting a full touchdown. You might as well just take it and just yeah. cash it. Yeah, talking, even, talking numbers real quick uh, – I I think Georgia will win this game, but I think that Michigan plus seven and a half is honestly a steal. I think that's way too many. I think this is a field goal game. Um, this this will not – I don't think this will be a blowout. Uh, Alabama-Cincinnati could be a blowout, could be boring quick. I think this game is back and forth, neck and neck. Um, it could be boring. low scoring. It could be low scoring, Lucas. Yeah. But I could also see it being high scoring for some reason. I don't know why. And I could well, be completely what, wrong about that, but like, if it's just a, like you're thinking, like if the offense comes like super over prepared, like, and that they just find a way to click, like if they because they had three weeks to like find out a game plan, and if both game yep. plans work, it'd be a smorgasbord of scoring. Mm -hmm. Yes, but I just think that both defenses are too good, and it will be a boring ass. This, I mean, this well, is a be a Big Ten game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Georgia, for being in the SEC, they tend to be more Big Ten than the rest of the SEC, in my opinion. Yeah. But they just want to line up and absolutely maul you. So, no finesse to either of these two teams' this game. It's going to be a really, really good playoff this year. I'm really excited. Um, I'm obvious, I hope for Cincinnati-Michigan, just for the sake of college football, but for more than likely going to be a Georgia-Alabama, which will be, of course, a really, really sick game and a rematch um, which Georgia would be pissed for. Um, do you think, uh, do you, yeah, Lucas, any any final thoughts on the playoff? Yeah, do you think Michigan fans, like, did they win this game? Do you think – do they want Bama? Like, are, are they out there saying we want Bama? Or they're just like, screw it, like, we'll take Cincinnati and beat Cincinnati? Wouldn't you want to, beat, like, prove you're the number one? 
I think there's some merit to what you're saying, but I think Michigan is fooling themselves if they want to play Bama. Uh, most teams that say they want Bama don't really mean that. You don't want Bama. <laughs> huh. I, I, there's nothing about Bama that I want uh, to have to face. Um, so Michigan or Georgia, for that matter, are big Cincinnati Bearcat fans. And yes. they'll they'll have to face Georgia or uh, Alabama if if they come to that. Um, but yeah, the people that say the people that hold up the "We want Bama" signs—that's just a total joke. They don't mean it. There's no way they mean it. Absolutely no way. But it'll be a great playoff. Everybody, tune in on New Year's Eve before you get out there and have a good uh, good last day of 2021. Crazy how fast this year has flown by. Um, crazy how different a year makes everything. Um, not to be on my soapbox for too long. Let's get to the NFL, Lucas. Um, it's going to be a good slate. Sad, I did not know this. No Thursday night football tomorrow. I don't. I didn't know already that they stopped it. That's kind of sad. Yeah. And aren't they having a Monday night wild card game too? Yes, they all. They will have a Monday night wild card game, which makes no sense, but kind of cool, right? I don't. I don't know. I don't like it. Wild card games should be Saturdays and Sundays, hundred percent. You don't like the Monday at all? No, I hate it. Is that because of the scheduling or because you just don't want to watch it on a Monday? Because whoever has to play in that game is only going to have six days. I'm conditioned to watch two, the two playoff, the two wild card games on Saturday and then the two wild card games on Sunday. I do not – I don't like that it's on Monday, just from the sheer, like, what I'm used to. Yeah. And speaking of opinionated wild card game takes, is there a slime game? Is there one of the wild card games on Nickelodeon like uh, Bears if, Saints was that one year? If there is, I'll, I'll lose my mind. I'll check. I'm going to check. You're going to be pissed if there is one. Yeah. And they're not, they're not listed yet of like who's covering them, but hold on. Cause I think last year that game was like on a regular channel, but then they had this, the other broadcast on Nickelodeon. Yeah. Yeah. We watched it. Was it, wasn't it the bears game? Yeah. It was bears saints. Trubisky won in, in as in new England MVP or MVP. <laughs> And he got that slime trophy. And the Bears lost. He's like the first he's like the first player to win an award after a loss, which is hilarious. But um, enough about that. Lucas, look that up while we get into this first game of the Sunday, January 2nd slate. Um, first games of 2022. First one I've got on my list here, Lucas, is the Dirty Falcons going to Buffalo, coming off a big win against the Lions. Um, Lucas, what were your thoughts real quick about uh, Boyle and the Lions being within – I believe they were in the red zone when he threw that pick to seal the game last week against Atlanta. Well, like, we talked about it a little bit. Like, Detroit is not – like, I don't think that was a, like, Atlanta's that bad. Like, Detroit's a tough team. Like, we always say it. We say it week in, week out. Like, the NFL is a tough, like, a league to win in. And if you get a team that just came off beating the Cardinals, they just won their – what, the game before – were they, they went, were they winners of two in a row? The Lions had one against the Cardinals. No, they only won one. They won so beat they, the Cardinals, lost to the Falcons. Lost a game and then beat. Well, regardless, they were playing great football. And then they looked, like, good. Like, they were playing smash mouth football. They, yep. Like, they were they – were, Jamal Williams ran the ball really well. We couldn't really do anything about them. No. Uh, they just played really well. Like, they played like a good football team. And we just happened to be just a little bit better. Shout out Yale, Boye Luacon. Thank you. Nice pick. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah, it was a great game. Getting into this game against Buffalo, uh, I'm a huge Falcons fan this weekend. Anytime Buffalo can lose, um, I'm all for it, given uh, the Chiefs' status in the AFC. Um, plus 14 and a half at uh, Falcons here. I think that's a crazy steal, dude. It's a It's a – it is 100% a letdown spot for Buffalo. First time they beat New England in forever. First time they won the AFC East in forever. It just kind of is pointing to a letdown spot. And, and Buffalo as a sports town is just cursed. This is a game that they kind of struggle with, in my opinion. Uh, Lucas, you got anything you want to say? Falcons, five and three in a way. Not bad. They just won their first, their first home win last week. Yeah, so, crazy. Love that. I'm with you. Like everybody's been saying that. And that's what kind of scares me is that yep. I think a lot of people are saying like Buffalo's like 
down week coming off mm-hmm. that monster win. It's just going to be a major letdown. I don't know if the Falcons can win, but the 14 and a half is absolutely preposterous. I completely agree. I think you have to bet plus 14 and a half. I, think yeah. it's a- I can't say that the Falcons are going to go to freaking Orchard Park and beat the shit out of the Bills, mm-hmm. but I think damn sure they cannot lose by 15 points. No, no way. Um, Atlanta's too much of a wild card to know what you're going to get to give them that many points. Yeah, because I mean, I mean Atlanta, Atlanta can come out and just be on absolute fire. I mean, Buffalo's defense isn't anything to really write home about. Well, and that's not the thing, too. It's like the best part of our defense is like our speed. And like, I mean, we have two, four, four guys at linebacker. Like, Josh Allen's not going to be able to like dance around and do his running shit against our linebackers. Like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think so, but Josh I mean, Allen can make special. plays. Yeah. He's good. Yeah. Like, if you're looking at it, like, in a, like, football sense, theoretically, mm-hmm. you should be able to just – if like, even if we don't get a lot of pressure, make him just throw inside the pocket, and, like, we can we can hang with these guys. We not, yeah. might not win, but we can hang. Got to contain Josh Allen. Correct. Um, moving on, uh, this is an absolute snoozer, just a disgusting noon matchup. This will be the game that's forgotten um, the whole weekend. Giants, or well, there's a couple candidates. This is maybe the, the best candidate. Giants go to the Chicago Bears, um, two just inept, inept teams. Giants a little bit more inept than the Bears, but not by much. Um, the Bears, I don't know how in the hell they beat Seattle last week. I mean, it makes absolutely no sense, but they did. Um, the Giants got absolutely smoked by the Eagles, and then they come out and say that they are bought in on Joe Judge and Daniel Jones. Don't understand that, um, but whatever. Um, I don't know much to say about this game, really, other than who's going to be starting quarterback for both teams because the Giants rolled out from last week and then benched him for Glennon. And the Bears beat Seattle with Nick Foles. So it's like, are you going to play Fields? Are you going to play Glennon or Fromm? So many question marks in this game. I'm going to ride with the home team Bears is going to be who I'm going to go with. Yeah, this is going to be like a who wants to like – this is like a draft pick game. Like the Giants, this win – a win does them nothing. Like, I think that – obviously, you're not going to have that conversation. I don't know if GMs have a conversation in football where it's like, hey, like, just go ahead and give this one up. Let's and I really think vanilla. that's probably why they did the Jake Fromm last week because, like, Mike Glennon, I mean, as shitty as he is, he's way better than Jake Fromm because Jake Fromm stinks. Yep. So, like, I'm just like, you know what? Like, we want to see what Jake Fromm's about. But, like, really, it's like put Jake Fromm out there. He sucks. Let's get behind and then save face put in Glennon like we're trying to win football games so obviously I, I think in my head the Giants are just like screw it like put whoever you want out there I don't care if we want to lose so I think the Bears is the easy pick here just because I mean the win last week was sick like that Nick yeah, Foles come- no game. they're obviously still trying like play football so I think you just ride with them and just the team that wants to be out there yep um, this is going to be a great game. Playoff implications out the ass here. Uh, Miami goes to Tennessee. Miami, seven in a row winners of um, crazy. They're the first team in NFL history that has been on a seven-game losing streak and a seven-game winning streak. They're on the good side of that stat right now. Um, Tennessee continues to find ways to win. Um, I cannot believe they lost to the Steelers. Still blows my mind, but they turn around on a short week and have a big win against San Francisco um, to keep the pressure up in the AFC race for the one seed. Um, I don't know which way to lean on this, Lucas. I might have to have you talk me into one way or the other. Um, the number is plus three and a half Dolphins. I, I don't know, Lucas, talk to me. I think, I think you'll – you'll hop on board fairly easy if you think about it. I've said it a bunch, and he's proved me right. Ryan Tannehill is not good enough to, like, beat good teams. Like, and I'm not – when I'm not going to say that the Dolphins are a good team, but the Dolphins have a great defense. And I do not think Ryan Tannehill can beat Brian Flores in his defense. So as shitty as Tua is and as shitty as the Dolphins' defense, they're going to be able to pick six, force fumble. Like, they're going to be able to cause 
turnovers and get points for the Dolphins. So I love the Dolphins in this spot. Like they're a hungry seven in a row. They've got confidence, even though they're not really like showing it on the scoreboard. They're keeping it close and they're winning football games. I like the Dolphins because I think Tannehill stinks. Okay. Um, I like that. I disagree pretty, pretty wholeheartedly with Tannehill stinks. Thanks, dude. Um, I think that he is a very consistent quarterback. I don't think there's anything more, anything less. You know there's going to be a mistake at some point during the game um, from him. But like you said, against especially against a defense like this, but Titans at home, I think they can control this game. I think they're an overall just flat-out better roster than the Dolphins. Uh, I'm going to take the Titans. I think it's a safer pick, but I'm, I'm definitely rooting for the Dolphins. I mean, it's three and a half. You wouldn't you wouldn't mind putting money on Dolphins plus three and a half. You get a field yeah. goal. Oh, I'd love yeah, I love the number. If I was going to bet, I'd bet Dolphins, but I'm going to pick Tennessee to win. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yep. Okay. Moving so, forward, fifteen Teddy's fourteen picks for Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, that's not. Wait, you said fifteen touchdowns, fourteen picks. Yeah, that's his t- interception ratio. No, not it's not great, but like I said, you, I kind I think you kind of expect a Ryan Tannehill turnover every game. I don't think it's uh, I think they they know how to overcome it. I think they're that used to it. But yeah, we'll see. COVID game, honestly, coming up here, Vegas at the the Las Vegas Raiders at the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Colts continue to they're kind of like the Titans, honestly. They continue to find ways to win. Um, we know Vegas's story depleted whatever they kind of seem to they kind of seem to find ways to win late in the year they're not fully out of it either with the chargers being down um as of recent this is a huge another big playoff implication game i mean the raiders win this they go to nine and seven i mean they are definitely sniffing the playoffs um after a topsy-turvy season um i've got this game at a straight pick them here uh but I don't think they – I think because of all the COVID issues, I don't know that they've given anything out yet. I think they're keeping it – Yeah, like, this, this this has nothing on it, what I'm looking yeah, at. Yeah, it have nothing on it because there's just, like, so many COVID implications. So, like, I don't think they put a line out there on it. And I didn't see one. I didn't check early in the week, and I didn't see what it started at. Yeah, and but, just the Colts, the Colts, the Colts uh, injury report, the first five I see here, Ryan Kelly questionable – Andrew Sandejo questionable. Wentz out. Darius Leonard out. Jack Doyle questionable. Those guys are all insanely important to this Colts team. Um, but when you look at the Raiders, no Waller. And that concerns me. They need Darren Waller. Um, but they haven't had him in a while. and They continue to, to kind of play well. I think this is going to be a really, really good game, Lucas. But I'm going to take the Colts in a close one. Well, let me look here. If I'm trying to look and see because you know they missed every, every single one of their offensive line last week was out, and yeah. they still just absolutely pound the rock. Crazy. Unbelievable. So, like, I'm just trying to see if they lost anybody else. Braden Smith's still out. Eric Fisher questionable. Tevi injured reserve. It looks like they're getting – looks like they're getting Quinn Nelson back. Massive. And it looks like they're getting their center that started for Ryan Kelly back. They're, I mean, Jonathan Allen's going to go for 2,000 yards this year, right? Because he's – Taylor. John, what did I say? Allen. Yeah, okay. Sorry. There Jonathan I think is going to get to 2,000. And I think that Wentz is out, whoever they got to put in there, they'll, they'll be okay with running Jonathan Taylor 30 times and him getting a buck 50 at least. Yep. And he can do it against this, this Raiders defense. Holes everywhere, easily. Yeah, he can. Um, um, comes out if it's over like eleven ish, twelve. I might think about going the other way, but I don't think it will be. Colts. Yeah, it should, it'll probably be in that like nine and a half, like to seven and a half range. I bet. You think so? Really? Yeah, because I. Well, I mean, look how many people are out for the freaking Raiders too. So like even even with all the outs on the Colts, like the Colts are better and they, they play without them last week. Yeah. This, it's it's their, Sam I'm looking, Ellinger. I'm looking at their injury report right now too, dude. Denzel Perryman, KJ Wright, Darius Phylon, every single body on, on their defense is out. Wow. So 
Well, hopefully it's going to be Sam Ellinger for the Colts. So, uh, that's hey, he risky. can handle all right. Yeah, he can hand the ball off. So we're leaning Colts on this podcast. Yeah. We won't spend too much time on these next two games. Uh, Jacksonville goes to New England. Um, you know, New England's going to be pissed after their loss to the Bills. Jacksonville playing kind of better, but just not not good at all right now. Terrible spot uh, to be um, if you're a Jaguars fan. I'm taking the Patriots here. No need to discuss, really. This could be this could be 21, 22 and a half points, and I would still bet the Patriots. This will be yeah. a 30. Yeah, Belichick is going to play mind games on Trevor Lawrence. It won't even be. Oh, buddy. Yeah, it's going to – it could it could get nasty. Um, yeah. Yeah, we move forward. Another one that's pretty much a no-doubter. Uh, Tampa Bay goes to the Jets. The Jets, big win last week against the Jaguars, but a different beast coming to the Big Apple this weekend. Uh, Tampa Bay looks like they're kind of rounding into end-of-the-season form. Um, if they get their guys back and healthy on defense, uh, well, their offense is a little banged up. We will say that. But Tom Brady just finds ways to do what he has to do with the guys he has around him, and I'm definitely going Tampa Bay here. When you lose Chris Godwin and you replace him with Antonio Brown, like, are you really losing anything? Yeah, you yeah. technically are. Godwin's a little bit better, but, like, I mean. Not much that, better. You're not missing a beat. Like, that's, no. I mean, no. They're playing. They're playing. They got to win this game because they, like, I mean, they want that first-round buy. It's just, I mean, it's imperative to have a first-round buy. So, yeah. they're, they're actually absolutely going to take this serious and get an easy dub. Yep, I agree. Um couple more here in the noon slate big nfc east battle um philadelphia goes to the football team the eagles are kind of uh they're kind of on the playoff bubble oh hold on pause everybody my mom's coming in she just brought me some brahms got a milkshake everybody perfect for the podcast thank you mother um but Philadelphia, they're on they're on the playoff bubble, are they not, Lucas? I think they're in the driver's seat. I think they're sitting at that seven seat, bud. You think that they're all the way in like that? I think they're sitting at the seven seat, right? Or does well, somebody I have I don't know if somebody has the no the 49ers. The 49ers have it. Okay. Yeah. So they're tied. They both have the same record, but it's the, the 49ers are in this are in the seven hole at eight and seven as well. So okay. they're right there with them. Yes, this is a huge game. Washington, definitely. Did you watch that Sunday night game? I, as, as much as I want to say no, I didn't watch it, yeah, I did watch it. Uh, as much as I want to say I didn't watch it, I watched every single second of it. You did? Oh, I know. Yes. After like four or five minutes into the, into the third quarter, I was out. Yeah, no, it, was a, it was a terrible game. Um, I just had it on and just kind of kept watching. Um, we'll get to Dallas in a second, but the football team looks a little, little disheveled now. They got players fighting on the sidelines. I'm going Eagles here. I think this is an easy bet. Like, I don't know why Vegas isn't taking into account, like, how bad Washington played last week and how, like, the Eagles are clicking. Like, this should be a, this should be a seven and a half point, six and a half point range bet. Like, this is, this is easy. Eagles minus three. Might even go down to two and a half. You could get on some sites probably. Yeah, Eagles are going to roll Washington. Yeah, I, I, I kind of tend to agree with you big time there. Um, I really – I don't know what it is, but I root for Jalen Hurts. I want him to do well. I don't know why. I love, I love the right tackle. He's Lane, so good. Yeah, he is so good. Honestly, he's one of the most underrated linemen, I think, in the league. Because he, he gets hurt. He gets hurt every year. Hasn't gotten hurt this year. Played unbelievable. Has he not gotten hurt this year? No. They, maybe, did he miss some game? Like, did he miss some from last season? Maybe. Last, he... last yeah, hurt or maybe because no, was last year he got in trouble for the roids? He missed the, the six games or the four games because of steroids. See, I think he got in trouble last year and he had to serve it this year. Maybe that was it. I think that's what it is because I remember him like coming back um like kind of like week five ish because i think he might have even played against the chiefs i think we played them week five i'm not kidding but yeah. recruited quarterback at oklahoma and now he's a right tackle in the nfl <laughs> that's insane 
scored a touchdown last week. Yes, that's what I was saying. Yeah, he's a freak. Yeah, absolutely. Big boy touchdown. But yeah, yeah, Eagles roll. Um, here's a good game. Last game of the noon slate. Um, well, we'll go back to the most important game of the day, but last game of the noon slate. Um, Rams go on the road to Baltimore. Uh, Lamar Jackson practiced today, so that's big time. Um, for the Ravens, but I think the Rams are too much. The Balt- Baltimore's defense for the first time in however many years is injury plagued, COVID plagued. Uh, they're just not playing very well. Um, Stafford did what he had to do last week against the Vikings. He didn't play well himself. I'm looking for him to bounce back here. I think the Rams take care of business. I, I little hypocritical of me given my status on the podcast because I'm a big travel guy. West to east, it's going to be tough, but I think the Rams can get it done. Well, and the thing on this game, too, and everybody has been talked about on ESPN and everything all week about, like, Baltimore's lack of secondary and how Cooper is, like, chasing all these records and it's just going to be a field day. Yeah. They're not – like, Sean McVay will pump the absolute shit out of the ball to Cooper Cup. And he might have 200 receiving yards. Yeah, who are they going to cover him with? Yeah, I mean, because Marlon Humphreys is – I mean, was he is he out? And he hasn't been playing well even if he was in. He was – he's – he had – I think he's out for the year. Out, Older yeah, surgery. Right? Yep. Yeah, no, they're, he's, he was their only one that could maybe cover somebody. So, other than that, they got nobody. Cooper Cup, I could easily see go off for 200 because he's, ch- he's chasing, what, Calvin Johnson's – what was his? This is like 1,800 yards. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it was something crazy. I don't know it off the top of my head, but yeah. And I think he's at he's at 14. He's at 14 and some change. So he's he has two big games. The record's all his. Yep. Um. So I I think a combination of that Rams just have a better roster. I think the Rams will take care of business. Um, Easily. So, yep. Huge AFC West matchup this week. Uh, for the Chargers, they host the Denver Broncos um, in a in a game. It's the Chargers are a must-win team from here on out. Um, they messed. The, they let the week, the Thursday loss against the Chiefs affect them against the Texans. Clearly, um, Texans had no business beating the Chargers, and they absolutely uh, pumped them. I, 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 I'm definitely picking the Chargers here, given the fact that Drew Locke uh, is starting for the Broncos. They don't look very good on offense at all. Um, it looked like they had him – they looked like they had Drew Locke kind of very basic, very vanilla last week against the um, Raiders, only putting up 13 points. But uh, maybe they open up the playbook a little bit more for him this week and it gets the Chargers – a little off balance, but I don't see how the Chargers don't win this game. I really don't. Are the Broncos completely eliminated from playoff contention at seven and eight? I, I'm going to say no, but yes. I mean, I, but I don't like, see them. And even if even if they are, so like I was going to co- contradict myself a little bit. Even if they are, like they're going to want to play spoiler here. Like <laughs> division rival – you're going to tell me we have a chance to kick the, the Chargers out of the playoff hunt? Right. Give it to me. And yeah. I, I what they were doing last week with Drew Locke. Like, the fifth, the 15 of whatever, 24 attempt, like, let him throw the ball. Like, even if he's not that good, the kid, like, is a gunslinger. Like, just yeah. let him do it. They, they took the – Vic Vangio took the ball out of his hands. And it's like, that's it was, a game needed to win. Like, what are you doing? It, it made like, absolutely no sense. Um like you said, he's a gunslinger by, you know, by trade. So let him throw the ball. But you also, I mean, against the Chargers, you need to get Jamal Williams going big time. I think for the Broncos, um, he should have a he should have a big game. But oh, well, actually, I'm reading right right here, Lucas. He is questionable, which would be huge. But I guarantee you, he plays. But oh, I'm gonna, gonna I'm, I'm gonna pick the Chargers. Well, I think because, I mean, Javante, you're talking about Javante Williams, right? Yeah, what did I say? Jamal, I think. But, okay, yeah. yeah, Javante. Him and Melvin are both questionable, so I don't like that. But regardless, one of those two, if one of those two play, they'll feed the rock. I hope they don't. I hope they let Drew Lock just go out there and sling. So I think they can play spoiler and go in and win this game. Like, did you see 
Vic Fangio came out and he was just like, I have, I like, I have a good football team. All I need is basically a quarterback yeah. and like, and that he's, he's right. Cause mm-hmm. he has a football team. If he had just a above average quarterback, like somebody that can be a top 12, like 13 to 14 range quarterback. I mean, this team can win easily nine or 10 games. I completely agree. So, yeah, I was going to say something nice about Denver. They're, they are a quarterback away from being a playoff contender. Yeah. Correct. Um, it's it's not even a question in my opinion. So, yeah, he was like, um, I, like, I deserve one more year. If I get fired, it's baloney. Cause like I, I've not been put in possession to succeed cause he hasn't had a quarterback. Yeah. I, uh, they are honestly really scary and I could, I've been predicting that Rogers is going to go there. So we'll see, but that's a different, that's a different uh, topic for a different day. Moving on in the slate, first, uh, the three, second 305 game. Won't spend much time on this one. Houston goes to San Francisco. I don't see Houston being able to replicate what they did last week against the Chargers. Um, they got to travel to the Bay this weekend. I'm heavy on San Francisco. They've had 10 days off because uh, they played last Thursday. I don't see how San Francisco doesn't win this game. They got to got to win it eight and seven. They're sitting at the play at the end of the playoff bubble. I guess they're kind of in the driver's seat, but they got to win to stay in. I hope we get to see Trey Lance. I, I think there's there has Garoppolo hasn't been officially ruled out out has he? Yeah, he said he was he said he was trending towards playing yesterday, I believe, but that always changes. I if I feel like if Trey Lance plays the game be a lot closer because like they might try to get just get him playing time and let him kind of just see what he's got because they know they're going to win the game so if i feel like if he plays i feel like the texans could easily cover this but if it's garoppolo like they go back to like business as usual and probably roll these guys so i would just wait to see who's starting honestly because 13 points is a lot of points with a team that shows that they can be scrappy when they want to be scrappy houston if they want to be scrappy they can be scrappy dude yeah they will scrap around that is for damn sure but i think san francisco in the end is just going to be too much yeah um this could be the game of the day honestly depending on which team shows up to play uh arizona cardinals why is this not slated for 720 before we get going i don't know the 720 game is decent um but not really uh compared to this game arizona cardinals yeah, Arizona Cardinals go to Dallas in a huge showdown um, against two of the best NFC teams. Um, I mean, can't I don't want to spend a lot of time on how right I am about the Cardinals, but I've been pretty right about them. They are trending towards frauds. Um, I, I don't know what it is. I, I don't – I think Cliff Kingsbury is a good coach, but it's it's been his – it's been the story of his career – um, so far in the NFL, his team start off hot and they fall off late. And Dallas, Lucas, Dallas looks like they are trending up at the right time. Uh, they are they. I know they played the football team, but they still absolutely dismantled them in a game that typically is very close. Um, that rivalry, that whole division, very rarely blows each other out. Um, and, and if correct me if I'm wrong here, but Zeke didn't have that great of a game, right? It was more so just Dak slinging it around uh, the yard. It was how bad Taylor Heineke and the Washington football's offense was doing and putting – like he only had 335 passing yards. Like he didn't even have to sling the rock for 450, 500 yards. Like they were just in great position to score touchdowns and did. Like so, no. Nobody had like a, ooh, like Joe Burrow day. They just yeah. were – which is insane yeah literally that much better than the football team um i think i'm picking dallas here i think that dallas's defense is on a different level right now no deandre hopkins for the cardinals as it has been they've really started to decline since they lost deandre hopkins um so that's a big loss uh i'm looking dallas here yeah the the only thing i can really because i can't really add anything because like if I go X's and O's, like I feel like the Cowboys should roll and win this game easily. But like there's just like it happens every week where I'm just like this is kind of like a weird spot. Like I feel like the Cardinals bounce back here somehow and just shock the Cowboys. Like it shouldn't happen, but 
I was saying it. I don't think Trayvon Diggs is that good of a cornerback. Like it, it sounded Whoa, so. Oh, hold on, hold on, people. Hot take alert. Lucas, state that again, please, for the podcast. I was explaining it to my father just the other week because they were talking about him like pregame, and I'm like, dude, just go like look at like the pro football like like stats. He gets targeted like the fourth most out of any cornerback in the league. He's allowed like 864 like yards on him. Like he's not that good. He just gets like targeted so much that there's that one ball a game where it's just like pickable. And he picks it because he has unbelievable ball skills because he played – he got recruited to be a wide receiver at Alabama. He got switched over to the defense. He's not a true corner. I don't think he's that good. That's all I'm saying. Like, okay. I don't think the lockdown, like Patrick Sertan, Xavier Howard type. Well, we've played 15 games, Lucas, and he has 11 picks. So I True. think he's got something. I know how chaotic it sounds. I, I think he's got something going on. Um, but I mean, maybe, maybe I'm you're on something. He can get exposed this uh, game, is what I'm thinking, is the only reason I'm saying it. Okay. Well, well, let's let's make sure that we know uh, what Lucas said, and we will keep an eye on what Trayvon Diggs does this weekend. Um, it should be interesting. I think it's actually a really good time. I think it's a great matchup for him. I don't think any of those receivers are better than him. I think he could have a big day. I think I Dallas think it, rolls. I think Dallas rolls. But so are you? Are you taking Arizona, Lucas? Oh yeah. Just a spot. I think it's a spot where the Cowboys are just like hot, 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 and just kind of throw a stinker out there, honestly. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, I could see Dallas kind of being the NFC Bills this week, kind of a letdown. Everyone talking about how good they are. They're, you yep. know, going to go to Super Bowl. It could be a letdown spot, but I'm sticking Cowboys. Because, um, I mean, going against the defensive line, they can ball. So, if they yeah. if they come ball on this team, like, they're going to be in trouble. Fair. Uh, moving to the NFC South, absolute snoozer here. Two teams out of contention, two teams really inept, two teams that don't have any idea what they're doing, but two teams that are definitely each a quarterback away from being pretty damn good. The Carolina Panthers go to the New Orleans Saints. Um, Sam Darnold starting this weekend, um, uh, according to Matt Rule today. Um, I don't think that really matters much. The Saints' defense is nasty. Uh, say what you will about their offense. The Saints' defense is a playoff defense. Um, I think I think this is a nasty game. I think the Saints muck it up, and I think they just kind of – I think they kind of win ugly like a 20 to 10 win or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, good call because the over-under is 38-and-a-half, which is disgustingly low. <laughs> that is low. Dude, disgustingly low. But that makes me that makes me want to change my score prediction, but maybe just hit the under. That I mean, it's gonna be like there's not gonna be a whole lot of point score because even as bad as the Panthers have been all year, their best attribute is their defense. Like they're all young and fast and really good. Like they I mean that Brian Burns, I think he made I think he's a pro bowler this year, second or third year in the league out of Florida State. He's really good. Shaq Thompson's really good. At all three phases, they have one really young stud, Jeremy Chen at safety, stud. Shout out the Valley. Yes, shout out the Valley. Like, they have a really good young, fast defense. So, this is going to be an ugly game. Not a lot of points scored. So, like, I don't like it's a touchdown keeping them, like – so, I would probably lean Panthers here just because I think it's going to be ugly and close. But that's the only thing I can say. Okay, I mean, a bit of a, a conflicting you, statement. Dude, they stink. Yeah, who's how? How does New Orleans score points in this game? I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm, I don't know how either of them are going to score. So I don't like it's going to be close. I I don't want it to be a touchdown game. I think it'll be closer. Okay. So I got. I'm leaning Panthers. Weird game here. Um, don't really know what to talk about this one. Detroit at Seattle. I don't, I don't think we have to get analysis here. Just pick one. Who cares? Yeah, uh, you know what? I'm picking Lions. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go Lions here just for the hell of it. No rhyme or reason. Um, would like to see them win a couple games. Go Lions. I'll, I'll hop on with you. I love okay. their coach. You can't like you cannot hate on Dan King. Mm -mm. You can't like the dude just wants to do works his ass off and he wants to win football games. Like 
the dude flat out cares and wants to win, and yeah. it's hard to not root for him. Correct. They can get it done. They can go to Seattle and win. Yeah, so we're going to go Lions, and we're going to live with it. But off the record here, I would not be surprised if Seattle won. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but go Lions. Um, the Sunday night game, this would have been a good game had the Vikings won against the Rams last week, but now I don't see this being a very good game. Minnesota goes to Green Bay. Kirk Cousins in prime time. Don't have to spend much time on that. Uh, Green Bay looks salty. They're getting healthier at the right time. Rodgers is ridiculous. Um, no, they didn't play great against Cleveland, but that's fine, in, in my opinion. They won. It was ugly. They know how to beat Minnesota. They don't lose them very often. They actually lost to them this year on a last-second field goal. Probably left a pretty shitty taste in their mouth. I think Green Bay wins by two scores, maybe even three scores in this game. I love the six and a half, dude. And I, it's in Lambeau. Packers don't lose in Lambeau. And it's projected to be like zero degrees. Like it's going to be close to that below. Like it's going to be a tundra game. Yeah. It's going to be a, a frozen yeah. Lambeau. Yeah. So give me. And it's prime time. Like prime time, and it's going to be freezing cold. Yeah, this 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 is not a Kirk Cousins equation game here. Pretty much everything going against Kirk Cousins. Um, it's it, it's Green Bay all the way for me. Monday night, big 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 game in the AFC North. Cleveland goes to Pittsburgh. Um, big Ben needs to retire, huh? I mean, he I said- looked. Say that again. I said that last year. He like he cannot move. No. Like, like he looks. He looks. It's it, it's tough to watch. Is what it is. Like he's got no motor skills. Like he can't move around the pocket. He can't. Like it's it's just sad. But give it up, dude. Like I'm really like it's gonna be sad. because I mean, they're all, I, they're gonna lose this game. They're gonna have Mike Tomlin record. Like, you think Mike Tomlin's gonna be fired of this year? No, 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 no. This that's what this is gonna be his first ever losing oh. season. Yeah, yeah, that's that's crazy. It's um Yeah, it's 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 insane that he's never had a losing season. Um I don't know what to make of this game. I really don't because Pittsburgh they they're kinda like the Saints and the Panthers. They have an unreal roster, just no quarterback. But big big Ben he owns Cleveland, dude. That's probably really, okay. I, I might need to flip, dude, because is this is this his last game in Heinz Field? It I I don't know if they're uh, at home or on the road next week, but this is his I'll last game playing Cleveland. I might flip this if this is his last game at Heinz Field, and Mike Tomlin is. It is because they're at the Ravens next week. I'm flipping. <laughs> this is going to be a pure. Ben Roethlisberger last home game at Heinz Field. Mike Tomlin get the boys ready. I'm going Pittsburgh. Okay. Yeah. I kind of want to go. I kind of want to go Pittsburgh too. Watching Baker Mayfield throw those four picks last week, like those were disgusting. Yeah. He did not disgusting. play well. Yeah. He didn't play well last week at all. And he's kind of the reason they lost, honestly. I am flipped. Complete flip. 180, 360, I guess. Yep. I'm going to take Pittsburgh myself too. Um, and going to the last game that we haven't talked about yet, a uh, huge game, probably – well, we say this every week about the Chiefs, but this is the Chiefs' biggest game of the year. Chiefs go to Cincinnati. Um, Cincinnati off of a huge win against the Ravens. They absolutely balled out, which I think is actually good for the Chiefs because I don't think the Bengals can duplicate that just given their season. They had not been playing well up until the point of Baltimore. They had been winning games, yes, but they had been very inconsistent. Baltimore's defense, as we've already mentioned on this episode, has been depleted um, via injury and COVID. Um, And this Chiefs defense right now, Lucas, is a top five defense in the league. I mean, there are no holes right now, given the way they're playing. Um, They're forcing turnovers. They're stopping the run. 
Um, and the only way I can see the Bengals not necessarily competing, the only way I can see them winning is if Burrow goes for 400-plus yards again, and I just cannot see that happening against this defense. And their defense is not going to be able to stop the Chiefs' offense right now. It just isn't. Their defense is not that good. Um, they just got done playing Josh Johnson. Well, you better buckle up, Cincinnati Bengals defense, because you have a different animal coming in. Um, Travis Kelsey has had like 17 days off. You know, he's going to be ready to roll. Um, and the Chiefs continue to get production from guys that, that have to step up if this team wants to do things in the playoffs. And Byron Pringle and say something nice about McCole Hardman played really, really well last week. And if that continues to happen, this Chiefs team is going to the moon. I'm telling you that right now. I've, I was saying it just the other day. Like, they're, they are the best team in the NFL right now, hands down. Mm-hmm. And I loved – I didn't really – I haven't really thought about it. I loved what Romo said the other day during the broadcast. Like, I'm looking at it right now. Tyree Kill has 104 receptions. Like, he, he's not – Patrick is not forcing the ball to Tyree Kill 25, 30 yards downfield, like just trying to throw deep balls to him like they've done in the past. It's he's the fastest guy on the field. Let's just throw him the ball and see what happens. Like throwing him the ball 14 times a game and letting him catch the ball nine or 10 times and running for 60, 75 yards after the catch all day. Like (laughs) that should be all day. That's what he's doing. I love it. Like this, it seems virtually unstoppable right now. What they're doing is just like, they're actually trying to run the ball. You can see that, like, because that offensive line has got, has gotten better each and every week. You, we talked about how young they were, how inexperienced they were, how, like, gelling. Like, an offensive line works like a fine-tuned machine. Like, you all have to be on the same page. All have to be on the same page. Yep. They like they're on the same page. They are creating freaking massive walls on backsides. Like, backside runs where the ball shouldn't be ran to the backside. They're creating just – they're mauling people. Like, trade like, – Trey Smith is an absolute mauler and you put him in, they run away dude from the ball and they're just, they're sitting off one side and you can just boom backdoor cuts. They showed a bunch of replays last week. Like they were hitting holes. And if they just cut out that first cut to the outside, they could have ran for 15, 20 yards. There was holes everywhere last week. This offensive line looked incredible. Yeah. And, and, and that was against the Steelers defensive line who I would say is better than the Bengals defensive line. That's a top top six or seven. They have the best D tackle in the game, PFF stats wise. Cameron yeah. Hayward is the best D tackle in football. And then yeah. you throw T. in that defense line. Yeah, that's a top five or six defensive line. You're right. You're definitely right. Um, and and the this Chiefs team has an unbelievable confidence. Like you said, they've changed their offensive philosophy. They're just literally taking what defenses give them. And then when the defenses come up to stop that, then that's when they hit their big plays. Um, and they've done that over this seven, eight-game win streak. Um, it's been great to see, um, especially from a Chiefs fan's perspective. Now, I don't want to downplay the Bengals. Bengals have a lot to play for this weekend. They win this. They win the AFC North, um, which would be huge for them. Um, you know that the city of Cincinnati will be out in full force. It's a true, true, true road game. Um, the Chiefs have to be ready to play. I know the Bengals are going to come out. They're going to come out on fire for sure um, and hungry. And uh, first time Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow play in their NFL careers. So it's got a lot of, it's got some good storylines. It's got some good, uh, some good uh, postseason. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Postseason scenarios um, at play in this game. It's going to be a great game at noon. Oh, dude. This is I totally forgot like how good of a matchup this was like before we started talking about it like mm-hmm. nine and six Bengals eleven and four Chiefs at twelve o'clock like give it to me I mean this is a this is a playoff game basically yeah yeah it really is the, the, these two teams could definitely play yeah. you in the playoffs correct um so maybe a bit of a the and 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 on the flip flip side it's really a Chiefs must win because like you said about the NFC yeah. The, the one seed is so important. Dude, um, we, de- we, we definitely want that. Definitely want that first round by. Um, so. And you want, you need to play like that home field advantage too for y'all is so good because that place can get so loud. Like having every single home game in the playoffs is vital. 
yeah. as well. And, and no travel either, which is yeah. equally as vital. So a lot of good games out there on the slate this weekend. Um, I think we only really talked about two that we weren't really that interested in. Um, so I think it's going to be a great week 17. Awesome that it isn't the last week of the regular season. We got another episode uh, for next week. Hopefully we can get Blaine on here with us. But, um, Lucas, unless you have anything else to say, brother, about uh, the playoff or the NFL Week 17 schedule, I think this is the episode, brother. Hey, all I got to say is Falcons win this week. They're a good football team. Yeah, not not uh, throwing shade at anybody, but shout out Johnny Rowe for being a hater. <laughs> John, Johnny Rowe has been a hater on the Falcons um, and the Dolphins, for that matter. And those two teams, they have a chance to make the playoffs. Pretty decent teams in the NFL, I'd say. Come on. What do you say, kid? Yep. All right, Lucas, I appreciate you hopping on here tonight, brother. I'll talk to you later, okay? Peace. See you.